Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the main event, Mark's podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy, and with me as always, he is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia and the James Storm of my Chris Harris. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? Sorry. That's your damn look. Also, I got Sorry. more freaking names on this show than Apollo Creed and Rocky, which I'm not complaining about. But <laughs> hey, sorry. Shout out to anyone who watched the Rocky franchise. You know it's true. Dude had like 20 nicknames. Rocky even made a joke about. It. I think it was Rocky three. Is he, is he, oh, you got yeah. any more nicknames? Oh, I'm almost done. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> I get. I just like roll out this like the uh, the what was that old printer paper that Jericho used for the list of Jericho? Uh, oh yeah, that yeah that's uh, I forget the name of it. It was the old school like the uh, Windows ninety five Macintosh style printer, you know? <laughs> yeah, where it's perforated on the sides. It's yeah. got the holes. It's got the, like the holes in the side, right, for like a binder or something like that. Yep. That you can tear off. Well, <laughs> yeah. That's, you still get for like government documents, which is funny in tell in two thousand twenty two. I know. And if and kids out there today are. Like, what the hell are they talking about? It's like, cause I don't oh, even think funny. you can buy that they're either, stores. They're either saying that or they're thinking it's like, wow, I've never seen this before. It's new. No, it ain't new. It's very old. <laughs> yes, it's very, very old. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But anyway, man, today we are continuing on with our journey through the year 2007 in TNA. We did not cover WWE from around this time because we're doing some, we're doing all the TNA through 2007. So, I don't like to stick to, you know, like multiple uh, shows from the same month if we can help it because then the news segment kind of rep- repeats itself and it uh, it gets tedious. But uh, but well, this is the first time I know by the time this airs, it's going to be, uh, you know, a little bit old. But this is the first time we've talked since you got back from Dallas and uh, I was texting with you while you were there. So I know you enjoyed yourself. God, I need a break so bad. Yep, in there, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to when we go to SummerSlam in July. That should be yep. fun. Uh, Dallas, I've it's never probably been... my next trip. So yeah, yeah, I've never been to Texas before. I've always wanted to just check it out just for the hell of it. So uh, cool now, you got a couple to go. things I noticed, like for first of all, Google Maps either doesn't exist out there or they <laughs> screwed it up or something because every time it said. Uh, you know, merge right, we did, and we missed our exit the other side. It, like, happened every yeah. single time. And I think that Google Maps reads, like, if you're on, like, uh, one of those freeways that has, like, a freeway on top of a freeway, Google yeah. Maps will read the top one. It's weird, weird man. And another thing, all the um, the lights out there are horizontal, and they are on, like, rope or string or wire or whatever. There's no poles huh. anywhere. 
I saw one horizontal <laughs> light the other day when I was driving, and I was like, ah, man, if it was red, I was going to stop and take a picture of it and send it to you. <laughs> Be like, we've got one. Oddly enough, though, no uh, left-hand exits. Hmm. Which, you know, we saw in New Orleans, so that's the only time, only thing. Yeah. Well, but one time only. <laughs> well, and, and uh, the friend that went, went to Texas with you is usually the, the uh, driver. Well, when we go to uh, Tennessee, he won't have to drive. I, I'll be the chauffeur. <laughs> We're going to get you a hat, too. Don't worry. We got your back. Hey, I've already got a driver cap. I'm all set, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look like I came off the set of Newsies or something. Uh, I'm not getting your bags, though. I'm not. Uh, I'm not Tomco, and you're not Scott Steiner. So, but bringing it, bringing Roddy Piper and Cowboy Bob. Oh well, yeah. There's that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're gonna take a quick pause right here to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order at checkout. But now that we're done with that, we're going to take our first break. On the other end of this, we are diving into all the news and notes from April of 2007. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. 
Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shock Energy. Shock Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form, and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code main event, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code main event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Uh, news and notes. I actually here. told Mark Sterling, by the way, that I use his and we're back for the podcast. So you don't have to. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, you got okay, to talk to Smart Mark. They didn't want to sound like a Mark. It's like, I, I sometimes steal your line. We're back. And he actually <laughs> told me, by the way, he did get it from Vince McMahon. So it's a double homage. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah. An homage to an homage. There you go. I just It's like Inception. Like Inception. Yeah. yeah all right. Uh, but news and notes time here. In an interview on Sirius Satellite Radio's Hardcore Sports Channel, uh, Kurt Angle once again stated that the steroids he used that were mentioned in the Sports Illustrated article were given to him by a doctor due to his injuries. He also claimed that he spoke with people at Sports Illustrated, explained his side of the story to them. Uh, he said that he apolo- they apologized to him, but never printed a retraction. Angle will work the pay-per-view despite a back injury. Uh, during his match with Christian Cage at a TNA house show on Friday, Angle was slammed into a guardrail by Cage, and a piece of metal jabbed him in the back and cut him open. Jeez, I never heard about that. Yeah, it must not have been too bad. Uh, just dissecting a couple of things about this here. The first part about the Sports Illustrated, whatever. He goes on with, oh, well, the steroids I got were for an injury. Well, they might have started out that way. I mean, to be fair, I think a lot of guys you got hooked on might have started out as an injury. Right. Well, like his pain pills, I think, were, you know, he needed them. And then it got to the point of where it's like mm, he didn't want to give them up. So that's usually how people get hooked on them. Unfortunately, modern medicine, right? But this, this part where he says he claims he spoke with them. And after he explained his side of the story, they apologized to him, but they never printed a retraction. So. They weren't wrong because like if they felt they were in legal hot water, because if they were wrong about that and you could prove they were wrong, then they would have to print a retraction or you could sue them. So I'm assuming they weren't wrong here. Misinformed. Yeah, right. I don't know. That's something. Uh, The injury thing. (laughs) The first thing I read, you know, I saw is uh, he worked Christian Cage at a TNA house show. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I remember I went to a TNA house show. To well, it had to been yeah ten years or not ten years gosh uh, three years after it was right this. after Bobby Roode won the title so yeah well I I went to a house show when Fortune was still going Beer Money was still a thing Generation Me was on the show uh, Matt Hardy no showed so there's that <laughs> um, little Scott so, Hall yeah right yeah it's too well, soon big, can I say that 
Wow. Well, it's, hey, it's big money, Matt. He can get away with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, not loser Scott Hall. He didn't do anything like you know, wrestling. <laughs> yeah, right. What did he ever do, Greg? <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> All right, I'm done. But, yeah, TNA house shows are a sad thing, if anybody has ever been to one. I went because I love TNA, and I just wanted to see the guys who I watched on TV wrestle. So I'm like, eh, whatever. This is the best I got. They don't come around the Dayton area. Uh, yeah, yeah Dayton. Can I just point out, by the way, that you just said I love TNA. I want to see the guys. Anyways. Good Lord. Uh, well, hey, you, you said- know, I, well, and, you know, I brought Mickey James, a, you know, a stuffed animal with a, oh, a good heart on God. it. <laughs> uh, it's an inside joke, ladies and gents. Probably explain uh, that. Yeah, some guy actually that that I knew. Uh, he's 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 a weird weird guy, but he no, actually. I, I think when people say new, it assumes they died. Okay, let's make sure you know him. Well, talk to well, him more. Yeah, well, I, okay, I know who he is still. Okay. I don't. I do I don't not want speak to, like, to him. I don't want to like call him dead on the podcast. That wouldn't be cool. He's dead, and we're gonna make fun of him now. No, I'm kidding. But no, he's he's alive. And pause for editing. Okay, God. Uh, but I uh, I just don't talk to him anymore. But he's a weird weird dude. He brought Mickey James a freaking stuffed animal. He's a grown man, by the way. Grown <laughs> ass man. Bringing Mickey James a uh, stuffed bear, and he was like telling me and other people about it. And we're just That's like. The part that gets me. He advertised it, and he was proud of this. He didn't just say it in passing. Oh, I brought a teddy bear. Nope. He was proud as punch, at least from what you told me. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're like. Yeah, I'm sure they, uh, you know, her personal security ushered you away, and uh, yeah, and and uh, she got a restraining order. And then they brought the uh, the, the drug sniffing dogs in. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, I was sniffed by like six drug sniffing dogs in Texas, by the way. No joke. Really? Yes. Including I, airport ones, by the way. But yeah. Uh, here's uh, you know, something that's going to turn TNA around real quick, man. Doug and Danny Basham are going to be backstage at Next. Lockdown. <laughs> They're backstage at lockdown and are expected to be joining the company soon. WWE, WWE released the Bashams back on January 20th, meaning that their 90-day no-compete clause would end on April 20th. I'll bet wrestling companies were lining up to sign those two boys up. Yeah, I, you know, I bet they had a countdown clock in the TNA offices. <laughs> when can we sign the Bashams? And you know what? I laugh, but they signed. There were quite a few people that would show up on TNA TV, and I'm like, them? Like, really? You couldn't wait to sign them? Like, yep. like remember when Ezekiel, Ezekiel Jackson popped up, and we were like, cool. Yeah, wasn't he like uh, involved in the EV 2.0 thing? Or? Uh, I don't no, remember wait, he was that. No. Never mind. I knew he was part yeah. of that. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, I just remember he popped up and they're like, oh, it's Rykelon Stevens or whatever. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, why did you guys sign him? Like, because he's oh, fresh well, off WWE and they think he has any value. I, I know. Like, they literally signed anybody. It's like, oh, you were once on the WWE roster. Well, you know, gosh, we can sign you. Like, hey, when man, they hop- some things never change. <laughs> like when they hopped on the um, uh, the, the heartthrobs there. Like, yikes. I like how we're overlooking the fact that there were two just less than stellar tag teams that did nothing. Right. Uh, I have Jack. Kurt Angle. Of course you do. (laughs) Kurt Angle and Christian. Okay, yeah, I get that. Of course, Those guys? I know. It's like, man, you're chomping at the bit to get the... Man, like, I'm trying to think of something comparable today. That's like... uh, Uh, Like, anybody from Hit Row not named Swerve. (laughs) Um, Maybe if... uh, uh, what's those guys in 
Uh, the, the, the guys in um, Bear Country. Yeah, that's who I want. <laughs> well, I'm thinking or even like the, uh, the guys who are like their counterparts in NXT right now. Briggs and Jensen, I think the name are. You know, oh, yeah, everyone's yeah. following themselves and signing these guys. <laughs> oh, full disclosure, I didn't watch, uh, I haven't watched NXT TV in forever, so I didn't know who this team was. Uh, was it, they're in the diamond mine, those two brothers. Uh, yeah, the Creed brothers. Yeah, the Creed brothers. You remember when I, t- did you get my text? I, I was like, Brutus, the effing Creed brother. <laughs> yes, I did, yes. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I was like, I'm like, is this name Brutus? Like, that's kind of funny dude that's all I, sent I, you, I sent you one like two weeks ago i mean how the hell did i never ever ever say brutus the effing buckeye it seems like the most yeah. obvious low-hanging fruit ever and i didn't say right. it <laughs> well now you got it <laughs> oh man Good lord yeah so i i just and then i was uh i was texting with uh a friend kyle like during the show and i i he doesn't watch it. He watches NXT way more than I do. But uh, I was texting him about different things. And I'm like, so their names are Brutus and Julius, like, you know, uh, Roman or Greek, whatever uh, past. He's like, yeah, I guess so. And and I was like, they know that Brutus stabbed Julius in the back. Like uh, yeah, revisionist history. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, watch out for that in the future <laughs> when, the, when they break up. Anyway, uh, on Memphis Wrestling TV, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Hulk Hogan cut a promo blasting Jerry Lawler, saying that Lawler's turned his back on Memphis and went running to Stanford, Connecticut. Today, I learned that Memphis Wrestling TV was a thing in 2007. Why is Hogan talking about it in 2007? Well, um, that actually goes into our next story here. Uh, I'm going to I'll elaborate a little bit. This is all the information I could find on it. So and it's a little bit here. Right. Well, staying with that. WWE has pulled all talent scheduled to work the Memphis show this weekend. Uh, in response to this, Corey Macklin, who is apparently the promoter of the Memphis wrestling, whatever. The uh, promoter, you say. Anyways. Good Lord. Uh, Corey Macklin <laughs> is trying to work out a deal with TNA to begin using their talent. Uh, they were supposed to hold a big show on April 27th at the FedEx Forum. Kevin Dunn had called Jerry Lawler and told him that he couldn't work the show. He then called him back later, asking if there was any way that they could get the entire show shut down, saying that WWE would reimburse Corey Macklin for the deposit. Uh, Macklin denied that an offer of reimbursement would uh, was made, also saying that uh, sponsors were already set, T-shirts were already printed, etc. He felt like pulling the show would, uh, or right now, would put a bullet in Memphis wrestling because they have been promising something big and had to deliver. A lot of people in Memphis are upset with Jerry Lawler about this since everyone, including Hulk Hogan, suspected whether McMahon would let him work the show. Uh, Instead of asking permission ahead of it, Lawler just moved forward, assuming that he could work the show. Then at the press conference, instead of coming out and saying that WWE forced him off the show, he made up a story about WWE talent not being allowed to appear on VH1. Last unpack here. So what does VH1 have to do with it? Uh, that's uh, that's my thing. It's like, so was this airing on VH1, I'm assuming? It had to have been, because why the hell would he mention VH1 otherwise? Uh, so sure. I, I, yeah. And they got Hulk Hogan to be on the show. Cool. The, there's the weird thing about trying to get the show completely shut down. I don't know if that's, you know, been confirmed or not. I'm just going to put it in the category of rumor and innuendo. But 
that's really stupid on Jerry Lawler's part where he's like, well, I just assumed I could do it. So uh, I decided to ask for forgiveness rather than permission. It's like, that's kind of well, dumb, dude. That's the old adage, though, right? It is. But it's like when you're working for a company like WWE, how often do they let their wrestlers work independent shows? Like, never? Literally, I've never like, heard of my life. Right. The only time they ever work anything like that is if they're actively working with that promotion, that company. So this is not one of those times. I don't know. Uh, Furthering on with that, though, Hogan said that he's not done with his wrestling career and that the April 27th show will be the first step in him uh, wrestling the end of his career. He said that he wants the uh, wants to show that Hulk Hogan fans are bigger than WWE. Hogan said that when he saw WWE making fun of his daughter, Brooke, Presumably, he's assuming that the Jillian Hall character is a parody of her, I guess. I don't know. That his perception of them changed completely. (laughs) Why the hell would WWE be like, you know who we need to take a shot at? Brooke Hogan. (laughs) I thought it was a Britney Spears parody. Wasn't this when she became nuts? Uh, I think so. I want to say yeah. Plus the fact that there was that rumor that Britney was all auto-tuned and couldn't really sing in real life. And the whole joke was that Jillian thought she could sing, but really she sucked. So, I that's it's just so stupid. Just like, because she was uh, bleach blonde, or uh, yeah, I don't know. And uh, you know, and even so, who cares? Anatomically correct, I don't know. <laughs> right, <that's it. laughs> uh, you know that that old song, "You're so vain, you probably think the song is about you." Like uh, that's all I could think of here. Like, why would you see that and instantly think, you know what? That's about me. Because his daughter is the only uh, blonde woman in the world that can't sing. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I think this was around the time Paris, Hing- or Paris Hilton put out a, a single, too. So I, I don't know. <sighs> Good Lord. Uh, Paul White also well, they eventually slammed- got over all that. Yeah, right. Uh, Paul White also slammed WWE, saying that he is free from their control now and gets to do what he wants rather than having someone take 97% of the merchandising rights and being forced to do what someone else thinks is funny. When asked about TNA, Big Show said that he is friends with Billy Gunn and Kurt Angle. However, he's leery of working with any major promotion because he doesn't want to be owned by anybody. And 11 months, he's coming back to WWE to be at WrestleMania with Floyd Mayweather. So that goes away pretty quickly. Next. Now in the archives. <laughs> <laughs> now in the archives, go check it out. He's in one of the featured matches on the show uh, right after Cyber and he would say, he, me. And he would say um, up until about, what, two years ago? Yeah, well past his welcome. I'll just say that. And now he's wrestling on YouTube. Man, what a career. <laughs> I know, right. I don't want anybody to control me, so I'm going to go wrestle on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just... Uh, He's not putting any asses in seats in 2022, man. It's just not happening. And this just, wow, I don't know. WWE just, like, they've got to completely plug their ears about stuff. Because otherwise they would never sign anybody ever again. <laughs> yep. That's sad. We're not done with the uh, crap between WWE and former wrestlers, by the way. But we'll get to that here in a bit. Uh, sticking Before with the Hulkster here. Yeah, uh, sticking with the Hulkster here. Hulk Hogan appeared on the Bubba the Love Sponge radio show. Uh, this was to dispute Howard Stern's recent claims that he's okay. getting a divorce. Sorry, it's already bad. Right. 
and it's it's getting worse. But he's there to dispute Howard Stern's recent claims that he is getting divorced from his wife, Linda. I hope those crazy kids work things out, Greg. I hope Howard Stern's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's totally wrong. They're they're totally not getting a divorce. Linda's totally not going to go sleep with an eighteen year old kid. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I know. I was older than eighteen at the time she did that, and I was like, I wouldn't have sex with her. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, she must. Uh, I don't know. She wasn't an ugly woman, but I'm thinking it's like, was that kid like? Uh, you have a lot of money, so. Oh hell yeah. So it's like, was he thinking sugar mama? I mean, whatever. Clearly? Yeah, they all, hey, whatever. They both get things out of it. Good for, Yiggity. I guess, I don't know. <laughs> right. And it's not like, uh, it's not like Hogan traded down. I mean, his next wife was uh, pretty good looking. He's got but another new I, one now, right? Yeah, I was going to say, then they split up like earlier this year or late last year, something like that. Like, all right. He certainly has a type, though, because I think this new one is also blonde with blue eyes. <laughs> like, good That's lord, a, man. Isn't a stereotypical type? Yeah, right. Like, uh, look, look, brother, it, it, it matters what's on the inside more than anything, all right? But as long as they're blonde with blue eyes, I, you know, that's all I care about. What's, what's on the inside? Silicone? <laughs> good lord. You're not wrong, but I always liked uh, that when he was talking to his son on uh, Hogan Knows Best, and uh, Nick was like, so what's an old pickup line you used to use? And he's like, hey, you want to go back to my place, get naked, and wear my title belt? <laughs> I was like, what the hell kind of a pickup line is that? Obviously it worked. What the <laughs> hell, man? This one, uh, I mean, he's out of jail now, so obviously it wasn't anything serious, but uh, official felony charges of commercial gambling and violation of the of the Controlled Substance Act have been filed against Glenn Disco Inferno Gilberti following his arrest in a gambling bust. Wow, I'm today's years old and I'm hearing this. <laughs> right. Wow. I didn't uh, write all the details down. You know the story, what's ironic but... is they did the whole thing in WCW when they brought in the, the, the Mama Lukes or the Pisons, which I forget which one they're fishing. <laughs> they didn't want to be called one, they wanted to be called the other. That was the whole They thing. wanted to be called the Pisons. They said Mama Lukes was racist, which okay, I was like, a... what? Yeah. It's a name. And then they brought in, uh, what's that guy's little, he was, um, he was in the FBI and uh, ECW, Tony Mamaluke. Yeah. And they were squeezing Disco because he, for money because he owed him. Yeah. So this is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And now he owns a strip club. So okay. it all comes full circle, man. I don't know. This. Uh, I'm going to assume he didn't do any time for this, or if he did, it was minimal. Because I, I didn't hear anything about this. Was he betting uh, on wrestling or what? If I freaking know, I didn't write down all the details. It's, it was a long and involved story, and it involved like he's the only person of like name value that was actually busted in this whole thing. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, speaking of things I never heard of, I'm sorry. Hold on, you just said disco has name value. You said that, yeah, oh, compared to the other people in the story. <laughs> I mean, you know who he is, so uh, you said you know. he has name value. You said you didn't say a recognizable name, you said value. Eh, I mean, I'd pay to see him. <laughs> you have too much money. <laughs> you and I both said we're fans of his. I never said I would pay money to see him. I said I didn't hate him. <laughs> Good lord. Don't be twisting my words. Main value. Man, that one's going to live for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Fine. Admonish me. Whatever. <laughs> 
recognizable name is what you meant. I know you well enough to know what you meant. Anyway, fine. <laughs> well, speaking of recognizable oh, names and all that stuff, but me not knowing, but me not knowing what the hell this is, uh, Trish, uh, Trish Stratus's new gig, uh, the next comedy legend, uh, will begin what? airing. Yes, this will begin airing on CBC in Canada this summer. Trish will be one of the hosts. I assume they just wanted a pretty blonde girl to be one of the hosts. Pretty blonde because, Canadian girl. Exactly. And CBC is Canadian Broadcast oh, okay. Channel, I think. So I, I got that wrong. I mean, you said that I thought she was being a comedian. Yeah, well, that's what I thought when I first read it. I was like, Gee, what? And I'm like, okay. Uh, but auditions for the show are already over. But there is no confirmed time slot for when it will begin airing as of yet, just that it will begin during the summer. Uh, previous winners of the show include Eugene Levy, Mike Myers, Chris Farley, and Steve Carell, among others. Uh, that's not a bad list. Sounds like a yeah. legit show. Yeah, that's why I was like, because I wasn't going to put this on there. I was like, ah, eh, it's probably some throwaway show. And I'm like, whoa, that's quite a who's who. I, the only one I didn't get was like, because is Steve Carell Canadian? I think he is. I didn't know um, Farley was, is he? Yeah, no, Farley's Farley's uh, from Chicago, so... I don't know. That one, that one, I was like, why was he? Maybe they take non-Canadians. They had to. Yeah. Because so, yeah. that one wouldn't make sense otherwise. Uh, John Cena's The Marine has now pulled in 28,000, or excuse me, $28.73 wow. million. Dollars in, <laughs> 28,000? <in> yeah. <laughs> $28.73 million in domestic DVD rentals as of April 8th, according to home media retailing. Remember okay. when you can first, rent DVDs? My first, first question is, what is a DVD rental? Second question, yeah, what right. is a DVD? <laughs> right. Those are dying. Everybody out there, uh, three things to Google. Blockbuster, uh, Hollywood Video, and Family Video. <laughs> there you go. And then, uh, and then, and then put in the city you, you live in or grew up in, and then follow it with video. It's probably Yeah, yeah probably. Then, uh, you know, for DVD, look up uh, digital video disc. You know, they still sell DVDs, like, all over the place. Like, Blu-rays are obviously popular now, but I see a ton of DVDs. Like, especially, like, in Walmart, that's mostly what they sell is DVDs. So They are some of the more higher-selling media still, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, like, the bargain bin and stuff like that, it's it's 100% DVDs. Speaking of uh, that, Steve Austin's The Condemned will be released nationally in the United States on uh, April 27th. Yeah, they did, really a, uh, they did a screening before WrestleMania, I believe, that year. Ah, cool. Our mutual friend went to it, I believe. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, I went and I actually saw that one in theaters. I I love that movie. I don't know if like how well it did, like if a lot of people liked it or not. I've talked to some people that absolutely hated it, but I thought it was a really damn good movie. So I like Vinnie Jones, so that was pretty cool. Apparently, they said Steve Austin was originally considered for that role, but they gave it to Vinnie Jones. So I liked it better this way. Colt Cabana is slated to begin boom, working boom. in <laughs> is slated to begin working in Ohio Valley Wrestling in May. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Scotty Goldman, dude. Scotty Goldman. That was it. Because if we got to get more Jewish. <laughs> I didn't know He's, Cabana was Jewish. 
I thought that was that white guy from Miami. Yeah, right. What's his name? Copa, I, Copa Cabana. God, yeah. Uh, oh, the the guy who does the song, Paul something. Paul was it? Paul? Not nah, Paul Diamond. I don't even remember who does the song now. Now, now you're now it's bugging me. Barry Manilow. <laughs> Manilow, yes. Good grief. You remember when CM Punk wore? Oh. Yeah, right. You remember when CM Punk wore that T-shirt that said, "Instead of I heart cult, it's the I star of David cult." Yes, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, all I could think of with that name was like, "Why isn't it Spiderman?" You know, like Goldman, Silverman. Because it, it's not his last name. <laughs> it isn't. No, it's not like. Like Phil Spiderman. <laughs> He's a spider man. You know, like uh like Goldman is a last name, but there's no gold man. Oh, okay. There should be a gold man. Ah, uh, anyway. The fake Kane, who appeared on Raw last year several times, is being moved from Deep South Wrestling to Ohio Valley Wrestling. Oh, gee, I wonder what they're going to do. Yeah, I wonder how things are going to work out for that guy. Well, he would uh, appear at the next WrestleMania, so there's that. Ah, God. For people that don't hey, know he's been talking. on. Uh, he's been on WrestleMania. He's been on, uh, what's that one Japan called? The big one? Oh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom, and he's been on Battle for Glory. He's one double yep. nothing away from doing it all. And he, he's appeared on Talking Shopamania. So all the big ones. <laughs> he wrestled in the boner yard match. Oh God. Oh, I'm not going to respond. Just go <laughs> for people that don't know who we're talking about at this point. We're talking about Luke Gallows or, or doc gallows, whatever the hell you want to call him. But yeah, him. That's just that's what I call him. Yeah. Rob Van Dam getting the pin on Matt Stryker at WrestleMania 23 was seen as a good gesture towards trying to convince Van Dam in uh, remaining with the company when his contract expires this summer. Well, God dang it, pal, you're going to put over Matt Stryker. Or, or, yeah, you're you're going to get put over Matt Stryker. Or, you know, we're doing you a, a solid here. The e Matt Stryker? Yeah. Like, man, if you can get the, the pin on Matt Stryker, you're sitting pretty, man. Like, <laughs> that's right up there with main event in the whole show at Mania. Oh, my God. Uh, I I mean, Van Damme sticks around with WWE until like, what, 2010, 2009? It's around 2010 because then he goes to TNA when Hogan's there. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. OK, yeah. So, yeah, he's there for a few more years. Uh, speaking of contracts here, Jim Ross's contract with WWE will be expiring this fall. There's still talk of replacing Jim Ross with Michael Cole on the Raw announced team, despite his recent in- induction into the Hall of Fame. And they would. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I don't know. Fast forward to 2021, 22. Michael Cole's with Pat McAfee and is actually tolerable again. So, you know, yeah, because he gets to play off somebody that, that's like super talented. Like so, it, like most most of of uh, his commentary is him reacting to crap that Pat says, which I love. Uh, Vince McMahon pitched the idea to Donald Trump to do a follow-up to their Battle of the Billionaires leading into the Backlash pay-per-view, but it was turned down. Yeah, leave that alone. Because WrestleMania can't be, I mean, Backlash can't be huge as WrestleMania. 
right. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's like it, they didn't need a follow up. I think, you know, what we got was fine. It we we actually got a like a decent length build up leading into that match, too. Yeah, I mean, and it was, uh, you know, pretty good too. the match. Yeah. It wasn't groundbreaking, but it was pretty good. Yeah, it was entertaining. You know? It it uh, put some asses in seats. Uh, there you go. It was a WrestleMania thing. We didn't need it to go further. Uh, Stephanie McMahon's title has been changed to executive vice president of creative. Her former official title was director of creative writing. Ranger Witz, the head writer of Raw and SmackDown head writer uh, Michael Hayes have become vice presidents of creative. This is one thing I don't like about like corporate atmospheres. It's like there's so many BS titles for people. Yep. <laughs> That's why. Yep. Uh, I like Put a title uh, on a guy or a badge or on a woman, man or woman, whatever. Yeah, becomes right. something. Basically. Well, that's why, uh, you know, Conrad asked uh, uh, Eric Bischoff before he was like, so what was Hulk Hogan's title in TNA? He's like, Hulk Hogan. He's like, yeah, but like, what was his job? Like, what did he do? What was his official title? He's like, being Hulk Hogan. Just <laughs> <laughs> got there, pose, and bring me some money. About all he could do at that point, yeah. <sighs> The current direction will see The Undertaker have a long-term title reign as World Heavyweight Champion. Vince McMahon has approached The Undertaker about... <laughs> when did he lose it? Right after WrestleMania. I think he gets hurt and he's gone until September. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Uh, so, I mean, this... say, I'm not saying it's not true, but it didn't turn out that way because he got hurt. Right. Well, it says Vince McMahon has approached The Undertaker about working a full-time schedule, and I think he was trying to work full-time schedule around this time. Uh, if I remember correctly, wasn't this one of those, one of those years? Yeah. Cause he was the world. Ch- wait. Yeah. He was a world champion. Yeah. Here, here. And, uh, yeah Cause he's about so. to win it. Wait, no, this is 2000. Yeah, yeah. He's about to beat Batista. I realized he won the title back-to-back WrestleMania. So I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That. Yeah. Cause now in the archives, uh, a couple weeks ago, we I reviewed... keep thinking we're in 2024 or tw- WrestleMania 24. We just did that, though. Okay. Right, yeah, where he beats Edge in the main event. Uh, yeah, 23, he beat Batista. That wasn't the main event, but uh, I can't. What What was the main event for 23? Was it the battle? No, it wasn't battle. No, it was Shawn Michaels and Cena. Oh, yeah, that's that one I thought was uh, match quality wise. I thought it was better, but I don't I don't know if that. Because I don't remember the build-up so much to the uh, Undertaker Batista one, I'd have to go back and well, check it out. Rumble and just takes them. So, oh yeah, okay. Uh, moving on here, though, Ric Flair is happy with the new Four Horsemen DVD set. At least what he's seen of it. Flair is still upset, however, about the WrestleMania snub. He realizes his days in a, as an active wrestler are winding down. Well, ain't that the truth? <laughs> Was he snubbed? He didn't do that at twenty-three, huh? Uh, no, guess not. Yeah, so last couple stories here. WWE recently submitted the self of uh, self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD as evidence in the ongoing lawsuit the company is embroiled in against the Warrior. Uh, my, how things would change in less than three years. <sighs> yeah, I, I didn't realize that the lawsuit was so close to because I mean, think about it. Like I said, you know, it's less than three years. He's going to be back in good graces with the WWE. So, Just, you know, you know, things change. Time heals all wounds, right? Except these crazy eyes. 
<laughs> All I could think of was that guy on Mr. Deeds, remember? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> yeah, that was that was a line. I always remember that line. Oh, is that where it like, came from? Yeah. It's like, ah, don't worry. Time heals all wounds, except these crazy eyes. And he's like, hey, thanks, man. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, I'm not talking to you, DZ. I'm talking to that squirrel over there. And it was a moose. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Steve Buscemi. Uh, last story I got here. WWE did the angle with Ashley on SmackDown because she's needing ankle surgery. The reason for the surgery is that a screw from her last ankle surgery was loosened. There's no word yet on when she'll be back. Ugh. What I happened? Forgot. I forget. I don't know what the angle was uh, that they did, but it seemed like she was out like here and there quite a bit in WWE. I know she... Ha- I, I forgot there for a while she had ankle issues, so obviously they were bad enough where she needed freaking screws in her damn ankle, so that sucks. But that is all I've got for the news Time to take our next break. When we come back, we're going to dive headfirst into Lockdown 2007. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this, this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. We are back. And yeah, we're back. It's TNA Lockdown 2007 took place on April 15th, 2007. The tagline. <laughs> uh, the tagline, every war ends in the cage. The venue was the Family Arena in St. Charles, Missouri. Apropos. Yeah. Uh, the Family Arena in St. Charles, Missouri. Man, you want to talk about it was bound for glory that was like outside of detroit right yes 
Yeah. Yeah. I think we were. Yeah, we reviewed that one. It was uh oh six. Yeah, Battlefront that was 06. 06, but I don't remember we did that one. Yeah, okay. yeah we did, because uh, the, the, uh, the closing match was Sting and Jarrett, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that one was like a suburb of a suburb of Detroit, and this one's like a suburb of a suburb of uh, St. Louis. This one's St. Charles. <laughs> but the well, attendance is... Close enough. It's got Saint in the name. I, I figure it's like it's like when WWE goes to Chicago and it's a Rosemont Horizon. It's not Chicago. You and I have been there. We know it's not Chicago, but yeah. they call it Chicago. That one's close enough. This one is yeah. like, how far out of the actual city did you have to drive until you found a place that you could hey. book? <laughs> it goes back to WrestleMania, by the way. Arlington is right next to Dallas, so it's like you know you're right there. Oh really? Yeah, I was wondering about yeah. that because I've never. So, yeah, it's actually not in Texas, Dallas. So. No, oh, yeah, I, I forgot that it's in yeah, Arlington, Texas. Okay. Uh, the attendance for this one is 6,000. You know, man, you know, packing them up to the rafters, right? Uh, and then I'm uh, pretty sure this building didn't have rafters, so yeah, joke's right. on you. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, well, there's egg on my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the pay-per-view buys were upwards of 35,000. They say thirty five thousand for a lot of these TNA shows because TNA never had to publicly disclose their buys because they're not publicly traded. So, which I didn't know that was a thing until like a few years ago. People are people said that it's like, oh yeah, that's why WWE discloses everything because they have shareholders that you know need to know that information. Yeah, that makes T- sense. Yeah, like TNA doesn't have to disclose that stuff like publicly. Like, yeah, okay. Thirty-five thousand, though, like, eesh. but we opened the show with a ton of pyro going off before going backstage with Letitia Klein and Black Machismo. So Jay Lethal, she is had... uh, all the way live. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Uh, speaking of uh, pretty blondes, but Jay Lethal is has made the full switch now. He is Black Machismo. He's okay. You know, real quick, you you said speaking of pretty, pretty blondes and went right into Black Machismo. What am I missing? Good lord. It, you had, we were talking about Letitia Klein. But then you said, speaking of pretty blondes, and then you transitioned Letitia into Klein. Black Machismo. Yeah. Well, Jay, Jay did have that highlight in his hair. So hey, he's, a, he's a handsome black man, is what he is, but he's not a pretty blonde. <laughs> right. Uh, Who, by the way, either. he's still alive, by the way. I saw him on Dynamite last week, so well, good for him. And he was at... Uh, uh, I'm keeping tabs on the- him because I never see the man anymore, although we should, but different argument for different time. But. Hey, he's not good enough to be on Dynamite, apparently, but he's good enough to close the show at, uh, you know, for Ring of Honor. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, because in Ring of Honor, he's, you know, the greatest first-generation wrestler of all time. <laughs> right. AEW, he's just some guy. Yeah, it gets really right. into dark. Uh, we could do a whole, the whole damn episode on that. Why is he not a top guy somewhere? Good Lord. Yep, I really Man, thought... Yawn talented. I really thought AEW would value him, but I uh, guess not. Either way, uh, Jay Lethal calling Letitia Liz... Popped me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was so uh, stupid, but I loved every minute of it. First so match of the night. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where uh, uh, Abyss is about to throw him in the wall. And he's like, no, Andre, no. <laughs> it was so stupid. Dude, this, this thing he did with Black Machismo was like one of the greatest things in wrestling at, at this point. Oh, like, hell yeah. Everything he did, I ate it up, man. Jay Lethal's the man. It was so effing stupid but i loved it 
uh, well, he brought it back for All In, now in the archives. Yeah. And uh, and he kind of still has the song a little bit. He, he kind of does the mannerisms, but like not so much. At least, yeah. at least he did as of last Wednesday. Last Wednesday being when we recorded this, of course. But whenever he wrestled Adam Cole. Wait, was it Cole? Yeah, or uh, I think. I no, no, it was somebody else. No, okay. Whatever. Hey, whatever. But anyway, this first match is the escape match for the NWA X Division title. I didn't know the rules that we got into the match. So basically, it's in a multi-man match. Only two men are legal at the time, so you have to tag in. Yeah, um, that's dumb. But you either pin or make a, your opponent submit until it comes down to the last two guys, and then you have to win via escape. Yeah. I feel like they just made this way too overly complicated. Like... Whatever. I think on paper it looked a hell of a lot cooler. And then, you know, then that damn execution's gotta come. Bro, we're gonna start off with five guys, bro. They gotta tag in. <laughs> I'm sure Cornette was pulling out what hair he had at this time. <laughs> but this went just shy of sixteen minutes. It was Chris Sabin defending the X Division title against Alex Shelley, Sanjay Dutt, Black Machismo, and Shark Boy. Yes, free your mind. Free your mind. Free your mind. That song sucked. <laughs> Is that uh, oh, that was the Guru song? Yes. You know, yeah. Remember that? Yes. Free your mind. Free your mind. Dumb. I can't tell if you're a Guru or smoking a joint, dude. What? You, what what's going on here? Don't pigeonhole him. Don't try to put him in a box. Maybe he's both. Anyway. Oh, uh, put him in a box. He might be over. Good lord. Uh, Shark Boy is the first to be eliminated by Alex Shelley. Saban eliminate. <laughs> uh, Saban eliminated Dutt next with a cradle shock. Machismo next eliminates Alex Shelley with a diving elbow drop, uh, making it come down to Saban and Machismo. Both men climb the cage and scale the side to leave. Machismo's leg gets caught up in the cage, and Saban drops down for the win. Uncle Dave and I both gave it three and a half stars. What say you? I gave it two. That was a little, wow. like you said, clustered. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I'd like the idea of bringing back Escape a Cage somewhat. But I yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. These guys, like, I mean, Shark Boy, Shark Boy doesn't suck completely. Just he's got a stupid ass gimmick. Uh, but well, go ahead. I felt... disagree on this. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you thought he sucked? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought he was all right. But. I don't know. I, I thought everybody in the match did their part well. The double team stuff with uh, the future machine guns was pretty cool. Ah. Well, anything with Alex Shelley and or Chris Saban, I'm already watching. Okay, I'm just going to say that now. Right. Um, that's, yeah. yeah. Probably, I, like uh, I know this gets overused because he gets used a lot. Probably the most two underrated guys on the planet right now. Or ever. Yeah, just, they never made it to the big leagues with anything. So, And I love TNA, but I mean... Come on, six thousand people in the in the uh, venue, thirty five thousand people buying this pay per view. It's not the big leagues. Come on. But backstage, Jeremy Borash is standing by with Team Cage, which is Christian Cage, Scott Steiner, AJ Styles, Tomko, Abyss, and James Mitchell. They're all Real shouting. Quick, uh, did I tell you what James or Jeremy Borash does now? No, he hangs out in the crowd, and watches NXT like a fan. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> An effing mock. Oh, we were well, sitting right next. We were sitting by him and Odyssey Jones. It was funny. Wow, that makes sense. 
because uh, Cornette said that, oh, I, well, uh, Pritchard said this too. I guess uh, Vince Russo sometimes, like when the show started, he'd like to go and sit out in the crowd and watch the show. And they were like, you know, like it's a freaking mark or something. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy Borash was kind of a disciple of his, so makes sense. I don't I know if I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to be fair. That may be I don't think it's giving, horrible. Him, that may be giving him too much crap if they're not going to push it in the crowd because if you're writing stuff, you want to see how it's going over the crowd. I mean, you should be. No, that's not what he's doing. But, <laughs> right. you know, it's just. Bro, uh, they just don't get it, bro. <laughs> anyway, uh, they're all shouting and acting happy and hyped up. Christian said that this is a celebration and everyone there is his family, except for Abyss because he's an imbecile. <laughs> and Abyss tries to attack Christian, and Mitchell tells him to back off. Mitchell, by the way, is holding a blue clamshell phone, flip phone. I was yes. like, wow. This still is... exists. Yeah, I was like, or this is that... 2007. It's hard As to think. 2007 as it gets. Yeah. It's hard to think this was like 15 years ago. Like, damn. The cage says that uh, Team Angle isn't a unit like his team. And after tonight, everyone is on his team gets a title shot. He'll honor it. Uh, when he leaves, Tomko and Steiner get into an argument. And Tomko pulls the stereotypical, like, huh, you want to go? Huh, I'm taking my shirt off. <laughs> like, that's all. How, uh, that's, uh, that's how Matthew McConaughey starts every fight, I believe. Yeah. yeah like, that, that's always a joke. It's like, well, you, you know it's on when somebody takes their shirt off. But all right. Hey, uh, Dixie, uh, I was looking at the uh, rundown. There's a good opportunity for me to take my shirt off. <laughs> right, yeah, uh, you remember that's in my contract, right? <laughs> but uh, up next is Petey Williams taking on Robert Roode with Miss Brooks and Eric Young in his corner in a Six Sides of Steel cage match. This went just over 10 minutes. This match is happening because Petey Williams is defending his friend Eric Young against Bobby Roode, or Robert Roode, rather. Bob uh, Roode. As Pat McAfee calls him. Good lord. I don't know why that's yeah, he funny. Looked... He's just Bob Rude. When he had that mustache, he should have went by Bob. Like, hi, I'm your new stepdad, Bob. How you doing there, sports? Yeah, right? like, he looks like he would tussle your hair and call you sport <laughs> or champ. <laughs> Look, I'm not trying to replace your dad, okay? But I would like to be your friend. <laughs> uh, anyway... Partway through this match, Miss Brooks tries to hand Robert Roode a hockey stick through the cage, but EY stops her. Finally, Young ignores Brooks and, and Roode, sliding the hockey stick to Petey. In the end, Roode hits the payoff into a bridging pin for the win. Uncle Dave gave it dose stars. I gave it two and a half. What say you? I gave it two. It was decent. Yeah, it didn't suck. It I wasn't writing was home about good. it, but I wasn't complaining about it. Yeah, I like uh, both these guys. It's funny to think all three of them used to be in Team Canada just like a couple years before this. So, but after the match, Robert Roode grabs Eric Young, shouts at him, and then shoves him. He then demands that he get to the back. Speaking yeah. of uh, backstage, Kurt Angle walks into Rhino's locker room to tell him that he's ch- uh, he's changing the order of their team's entrance tonight. He referenced something that... And they didn't say it at first, so it like I had to be like halfway through the show before I knew what the hell he was talking about. He said something about something that Jarrett did this past week on Impact, and Rhino said, "You know, you can't trust him." Apparently, Jarrett lost a match that would have gotten them the one-man advantage in the Lethal Lockdown. Yeah. 
I did not They're know not, that. They used that old horseman double-sided coin for the heels to get the advantage, though. Yeah, right. I actually like the idea of the mat, you know, having a match to determine the advantage, but uh, yeah. yeah that's what NXT does usually for their war games. And somehow, well, I think, didn't NXT have the baby faces get the advantage once? I think the women ones did. That's when we went, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think the women did. But up next, speaking of women, we've got Jackie Moore versus Gail Kim in a steel cage cat fight, they called it. Uh, this went and these are two was... actual wrestlers, by the way. Yes. I need to point that out. Wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, this one went 17, or excuse me, 17, God. Uh, seven minutes and 14 <laughs> please, seconds. God, please. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I know what we just said about them being good wrestlers, but not 17 minutes of good wrestling, okay? Like, no thanks. Maybe Gail. Uh, but they start brawling outside of the cage first. Gail throws Jackie into the cage door at one point, popping it open. Gail chooses not to leave, however. Instead, climbing the cage, she then hits a flying crossbody onto Jackie Moore for the pinfall win. Uncle Dave gave it two and a quarter stars. I gave it two. Say you. I gave it one. I hated this. Really? Yeah. Wow. I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, I don't know what the hell bumped it up a quarter of a star. Or he couldn't just give it a uh, maybe. Maybe he liked. Maybe he finally liked one of the women's bodies and had something bad to say about it. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever uh, gets Uncle Dave off, I guess. But anyway, backstage, Jeremy Borash is hyping uh, is uh, hyping up the Austin Star versus Senshi when Bob Backlund's wandering around behind him. Borash asks Backlund if he's Why called... was there so much Bob Backlund in TNA TV in 2007? <sighs> yeah, like, he was irrelevant in 1997. <laughs> so, he was at, yeah, he was at the 2000 Royal Rumble, which was like, uh, okay. <laughs> Before then, he hadn't been on TV in, what, six years, five years, something like that? He was at the 99 Royal Rumble in, like, the pre-show match with I think it was Dominic Tanucci. Oh. And they were warming uh, Mick Foley up for his match against The Rock. But that was like oh, a quick 30-second, yeah. if that, shot. Yeah. <laughs> was that the one where The Rock attacked him beforehand? Yeah. Yeah, and, and Dom, I think it was Dominic Tanucci was like, what do you do that for, Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh Backlund's whispering so low, and TNA's audio sucked so bad. I have no idea what the hell he said. Okay, like, so I was I put that in my notes too. I rewound it to listen to it again. Mm-hmm. I think he was using the word "plebeians" and stuff like that, like his big uh, uh, Nick Bockwinkel style promo. So <laughs> right, I yeah, and he kept like pointing at Borash, then pointing at the camera, and then pointing at Borash, and he's like being weird with his effing finger, like I. I don't know what the hell was going on here. I had my volume cranked and I had my hear my earphones in and I'm like, I still don't know what the hell he's saying. I don't care that much. I'm moving on. <laughs> uh, I know. Shocker. He's being effing weird. Up next is Senshi versus the Austin star is a six sides of steel cage match with special guest referee, Bob Backlund. Uh, it went about 10 minutes near the end. Star gets a near fall on Senshi and then yells at Backlund for not counting to three. Backlund eventually shoves Star back, and Senshi gets a bridging O'Connor roll for the pinfall win. Uncle Dave and I both gave this Trace Stars. What say you? I gave it two. I think I was a little harder on this than you guys. (laughs) I think I wasn't hard enough on this match. It wasn't like, 
I don't know, the crowd seemed to get into it, and commentary was putting it over big, and I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, three stars, sure, whatever, it's better than average. But looking back, I don't know, I probably should have rated it a little lower than I did. But yeah, I don't know, I just didn't care about this feud, man, and it went on forever. It's like the... You, you and I started covering this in January. It is April. I think we've talked about this feud every month since the beginning of the year. I got a feeling we will one more time. Yeah, it's not done yet, people. But we go to the back again. To the back. To the back. With, uh, <laughs> with Jeremy Borash standing by with Samoa Joe. Joe yells at Kurt Angle for trusting Jeff Jarrett, who apparently lost them the advantage on Impact. He says he'll never get along with Jeff Jarrett. If he dares to attack him tonight, then he's going to maim him. So threatening maiming on live pay-per-view. How about that? Well, it's not on TNT or TNN. It's not on Spike. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, right. Yeah, hey, it's not on TV. It's on paper. You got to pay for this for these threats, okay? <laughs> uh, crap. <laughs> something that threatened my sanity. Up next is the Cowboy, James Storm, taking on the Wildcat, Chris Harris, in a blindfold cage match. My first <sighs> note on here is finally the pay per views will have to pick up. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's where it really takes off, man. It's been almost 10 minutes. We get a boring chant at one point. Uh, the referee gets distracted. Uh, Storm takes his blindfold off, flips off Chris Harris, hits the last call, and then pins him for the win. Uncle Dave gave this negative two stars. I gave it one. Let's say you. I gave it one. It was so bad. Yeah. Look, I get the thought process behind why this was happening. I like I can't say I don't, but it sucks. It's like that's like if, if there was a good reason there wasn't. But if there was a good reason for that uh, Elevation X scaffold style match. OK, but the match style sucks. So why are you doing it? Like, don't book it. That being said, uh, if, in, if nobody's seen Jake Roberts versus Rick Martell in the blindfold match at WrestleMania 7, that one is actually, like, I think, decent. Like, yeah, it was fun, but look who's in it, though. That's not right. a AW, but... Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, I love Harris and Storm. I thought, well, especially at this time, I thought Harris was at the top of his game. Storm was getting into a groove. So they're great, but... Yeah, I feel like this is way too early to pull off something like this. They hadn't really wrestled against each other before this, at least not on pay-per-view. So, like, this is the first time they're going to fight each other is wearing blindfolds? Cool. Anyway, backstage, Kurt Angle approaches Sting. The fact that Kurt Angle is telling everyone to trust Jeff Jarrett and that he's on his side is, uh, like, looking back on it, kind of ironic. <laughs> yep. Hey, man. You should trust Jeff Jarrett because I trust Jeff Jarrett. He would never do anything behind my back. <sighs> Man. Uh, Sting says that he thinks he saw Jarrett change, and tonight he'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But that mm -hmm. leads us now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get worse, guys. <laughs> right. Hey, again, hey, what has Jeff Jarrett ever done behind somebody's back? Ever. I mean, who has he ever betrayed? Huh? You tell me that. Lord. <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> but up next, we get Jerry Lynn versus Christopher Daniels. They called it a Wrath of X match. It was just a, a match. So I don't know. Yeah, it's an original. It's an original X Division match, is what it was. Oh, the guys have been there forever. Okay. All right then. Well, you, you know the X Division. It's not about weight limits. It's about no limits. But don't tell Eric Bischoff, man. It pisses him off. Yeah, it makes no sense. Not even a division, because the people in the X Division didn't usually stay in the X Division unless they were just like. Perm, you know, permanently mid to lower mid carters. So, anyway, this one went uh, 13 minutes, 19 seconds. In the end, Daniels crotches Lynn on the top rope, hits the last rights, and wins. Uncle Dave gave it two and three quarter stars. I give it two and a half. <laughs> what do you say? I gave it two, and my only note for this is how the hell was this not better? Yeah, I was just like, I mean, it wasn't bad. I was just like, eh. I don't know. Uh, this is another one. What the hell shaved off a quarter of a star? He's like, well, you know, it would have been three if not four. That always baffles me. Uh, backstage, Jeremy Borash is standing by with Team 3D. Brother Ray and Brother Devon are either holding or have hanging up, uh, like, literally every tag title they've ever won throughout their careers. Uh, overcompensating, maybe. But Ray says I know they can hold all those. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ray says that he's tired of making promises that they haven't kept. Referencing their electrified steel cage match, he says, the United States put up electrified fences to keep people like you out. <laughs> Yikes, man. Yep. Uh, the old you people line. <laughs> yeah. And, and when you say stuff like, oh, we put up fences to keep you out, like, damn. And he didn't hey. even follow up with anything, by the way. He's let that overtone, that overtone simmer. Yeah, it's like, nope, just hanging it. It's like, what do you, what do you mean? If you would have said, you know, it still would have been bad. It's like to keep uh, a-holes like, you know, Latin American exchange out, you know, because they hate America or whatever. But it's like, even that's like, it doesn't play well, but it's better than just saying you people. It's like Hispanics. Like, I, I don't know. Well, he clearly meant he clearly meant thugs, right? That's all he could have meant. Sure, yeah. Now, I don't know if he knows this, but uh, Conan is from Cuba and uh, Homicide is from Puerto Rico. There's not a fence separating us from them, <laughs> so it's more like an ocean, but like whatever. bodies of water. Yeah, right. And Hernandez is like Mexican by like uh, blood, but I think it, he's I think from he's Texas, Texas, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised in Texas, so. <sighs> whatever I do semantics right totally now you're overdoing it right we now go to Letitia Klein standing by with Conan Homicide and Hernandez Conan says that Team 3D sounds like a broken racist record he says that tonight those fat pigs are going to be electrocuted and then LEX is going to pounce <sighs> and then you know Homicide so... says that... <laughs> go ahead <laughs> I just it's just kind of a it's a new take on racism where the black guy is the racist one. Is that where they're going? Yeah. yeah but, well, that's how Bully Ray can get away with it, because he he's got the one, you know, his his black brother there by his side. He's like, oh, I'm not racist. I'm hanging out with a black guy. <laughs> that's the only uh, thing I can think of, because otherwise this is I mean, it's 
bad. It's I don't so care bad. who's saying it. I don't care if the black guy is saying it. It's bad. Bro, racism sales, bro. They literally had a fence that they hopped to come to the ring. This happened, by the way. I think back in 06, earlier in 07, one of them. I feel like if they were doing it like nowadays to take a shot at Donald Trump, it would make some sense. Back then, it was just stupid. Like maybe they were trying to make a point by hopping over it. Okay, I'm not saying it's okay, but it would have a little more context now. I think uh, Bush was president still here, and I think that was, immigration was a big deal back then. That's why JBL was doing the. Remember when JBL like went out supposedly to the border and yes. kicked a family in the ass? Literally kicked a dude in the ass and told him to get back over there. I'm not joking. And that, folks, was not Vince Russo. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. <sighs> there was a lot of tasteless stuff in that feud, like uh, Eddie Guerrero's mom having the heart attack and stuff. Like, oh, God. It was um, something. Either way, this is uh, <laughs> moving on. This is LAX, uh, Homicide and Hernandez defending the NWA World Tag Team titles against Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon in an electrified steel cage match. It We're went about 15... not talking about electrifying like The Rock either. Yeah. This went about 15 and a half minutes. By the way, was this the whole reason for this look of the cage? Yep. Because the cage, if anybody looks, it's usually like the cyclone mesh cage. This is not. It's like a square, like bendable material. I, I don't know. I it I thought it looked stupid. But either way, uh, Conan does not come to the ring with LAX. And LAX actually comes down the regular ramp. So I assume this is because they traveled and they didn't feel like bringing all that crap with them. When Jeremy Borash says the electri- to electrify the steel cage, some lights flash around the ring, and uh, the, I gotta point out, they dropped the house lights. They've only got the spotlights over the ring on for this one. Devon gets busted open badly within a couple of minutes. I mean, he's like gushing. Conan finally gets wheeled to the ring at one point by a member of the Latino nation who's dressed like a cholo. Uh, can I say that, yeah. by the way? I don't know if that's racist. I don't know. My dad used to say it. He was Mexican, so I don't know if he gets away with it because of that or what. I don't know. But He looks like a bandito, uh, and I'm not talking about the wrestler. My thing on that, too, is uh, what they call the, the Latino nation. Yeah. It's like, no? <laughs> I mean, <sighs> this is just as bad as last month when Devon's brothers from Brooklyn came out. <laughs> that's the exact same thing. <laughs> Now in the that was the that was the worst. <sighs> At least this one, it's like okay, they're Latino, whatever. But that was like the brothers from Brooklyn. Like, uh, I still think I think this is just on par with it. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. I'll, I'll say that. Like, ah, he's. I mean, I guess it's it's better than saying, hey, he's got a Mexican with him, <laughs> or he's got a Hispanic dude with him. <sighs> I don't know. That's what they called them on. There's TV. way too much racial overtones in this whole company at this point. I'm, I'm now realizing that. Why is this a thing? Stuff that would not fly in 2022, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, anyway, that guy takes he takes out the outside of the cage referee that's holding on to the key. And he steals a cage key. Then Hector Guerrero jumps him and takes the key back. Uh, He then grabs the steel, grabs a steel chair and he threatens to hit Conan, who, by the way, is in a wheelchair. So, you know, he's literally threatening to hit an almost crippled dude with a steel chair. (laughs) Like. (laughs) <laughs> he's the baby face though uh, 
Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Brother Ray now shouts, "Get me the fucking table." <laughs> this was this was okay. must have been what Jim Cornette was referencing. I, I I made a note here. I'm like, are they just going full on ECW Dudleys at this point? Uh pretty much. Because like, uh, Cornette talked about this. If anybody, I, I'm not gonna. It's somewhere in his podcast archives. You'll have to go back and look for yourself. But he was talking about this match, and he said very audibly in the camera, "Brother Ray dropped the f bomb," and Jeff Jarrett was like freaking out backstage because he said that's not good for like trying to get sponsors and stuff when they yeah. know that you're dropping that kind of language even if it is pay-per-view yeah, because so, someone's gonna see that i think it carries over to your show right yeah yeah insinuating that somebody might see this <laughs> i can't <laughs> but anyway uh are you yeah hector does slide a table into the ring before hernandez leans out and yells at hector and then hector slams the door in his face and this busts him wide open eventually hernandez border tosses devon into the cage wall uh, yes, his finisher was called the border toss. Uh, and because he tossed him into the cage wall, we get the, uh, like, they play a sound effect where it's like, <laughs> and they flashed oh, lights. So, so bad. Yeah, they flashed the lights and the audience was looking around like someone was coming out. They didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what the F? Uh, it was dumb. Uh, later, Hernandez puts on some gloves to uh, climb the cage. Uh, yeah, so that, you know, so he won't get shocked when he climbs the cage, Greg. And, uh, then her, uh, he gets up top and he had laid Devon on the table. Now he dives, Devon moves and Hernandez goes through the table. Finally, team 3d throws, uh, homicide into the cage wall, uh, you know, leading to another and the light flickering. They hit the 3d on him and they win the match. Yay. Uncle Dave gave and this. And mercifully, it's over. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, take an old yeller out behind the barn. It's done. Uh, Uncle Dave gave this a star. But the wrestling itself was okay, but I gave it two stars. What say you? I gave it one. I wanted to go to sleep. <laughs> this thing. Ugh, it was embarrassing in multiple ways. But, yeah. So, the Dudley's the final. the match of the company. Yes. Okay. Well, and think about this, after all this build, after that, you know, spectacle of a match, whatever, and no, it wasn't good, but it was a spectacle, whatever, you know, and this big build, all oh, the Dudleys have been trying to win the NWA titles forever, and they finally did it, to the back, they literally got <laughs> this five is, seconds. This has been so a thing for, with TNA, if you notice, over the years, it's happened a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, used to have a guy went inside at like 7.55, like California time, and pay-per-view was off right away. Yep. This, I, I don't know why they did this crap all the time, man. Like, it was so damn stupid. Like, I had heard a couple of reviews. That was, like, that's a problem that a lot of people had. They're, you know, they're like, oh, they finally win the title. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, to the back. <laughs> like, nobody cares about this, bro. We got to go to the back for more talking. Nobody cares about wrestling, bro. Yeah, right. Can't let them celebrate or anything like that. No, we got to get more Jeremy Borash and Kurt Angle time in, you know, because enough hasn't been said about that yet. I realize this is the main event, but good Lord, what else do you have to say? Borash well, usually a big debut or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Borash asks Angle if he chose Jeff Jarrett out of desperation. 
and that sets Angle off. Angle says that he did what was right for his team by choosing Jeff Jarrett. And just like everyone else, though, he says that if Jarrett screws him or the team, he'll pay for it. So I think again, literally every- I need to point out he's never screwed anybody, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why? Why would you think that's a possibility? Like that? That's just effed up. You don't disperse disper- the good goddamn name of Jeff Jarrett. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> well, huh? I think literally everybody on the team not named Jeff Jarrett has threatened to beat the crap out of Jeff Jarrett <laughs> if he turns on them. <laughs> you know, I wrote down here. I was like, look at my notes. Why the hell did I write this? It just dawned on me. I wrote, uh, reminds me of uh, Thor 2. Do you remember that scene when they're in the, the glider or whatever it is? And then oh, yeah. uh, Thor says, to, uh, someone says, it's not Thor, but somebody says, look, you, uh, if you betray us, I'll kill you. And he goes, well, evidently there will be a line. <laughs> yeah, like, right. You betray us, Jeff, we're going to kill you. Yeah, I'm getting mine. <laughs> There's a lot of ass. A lot of people are going to beat that ass. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, we're going to take our second to last break here. When we come back, we're going to dive into the main event at hand right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go movie. way back, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well... What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. And we're back. Main event time. 
Before Anyways. I do the main event, did I plug Cheez-Its yet? I'm going to get a sponsor from them. Yeah, good lord. If we could get sponsored by Cheez-Its, I'd <laughs> fill my pantry with them. Uh, Harley Race is introduced as the Keeper of the Cage, who will hold on to the key for the cage outside. Because, yay. Because they couldn't get quick... Cowboy Bob or what? Wow. I guess they, uh, you know, Harley needed a quick payday. I don't know. He even colored his hair for this one. How about that? He did. I didn't realize that. It wasn't like, yeah, it's like not that white color that usually was. Yeah, right. Wasn't this, uh, this was far after the, like, Orton spitting in his face, wasn't it? Um, yeah, because I was into, yeah, because that was before was WrestleMania 20. I want to say. Was it? I think so. Mm, around that time. I, I want to say it was, you know, Evolution uh, was still I think thing. you're right. I think it's 21, though. I think it was building up to The Undertaker. Okay, yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh. Because he wasn't quite is... legend killer yet. He was, like, becoming it at 20. Oh, yeah. Well, and this was, you know, this was after that, and he actually looked in better shape here than he did there. Because <laughs> when me and my dad saw him, like, on that Raw, we were like, man, he looks like he's going to kill over tomorrow. <laughs> but 20, because I was saying the same thing about Jake the Snake when Orton attacked him that same era, and now look at Jake compared to what he looked like then. I know, right? Oh. Good grief. But this is Lethal Lockdown, which is basically like War Games, but one cage, and yeah. Well, but it is Team, yeah, it is Team Cage versus Team Angle, and it went twenty minutes and five seconds. AJ Styles starts off for Team Cage, and Kurt Angle starts off for Team Angle. Abyss comes out next for Team Cage with James Mitchell by his side. Rhino is the second entry for Team Angle. AJ's bleeding between his eyes. I didn't see what opened him up. Uh, the third entrant for Team Cage is Tomko. Next in for Team Angle is Smoa Joe, who takes out everyone. Scott Steiner is fourth for Team Cage. Sting is next for Team Angle and effortlessly just goes around beating everyone up before everyone this is, does the... I, my first note on that was he did the same exact thing he used to do in War Games. Comes in and just yeah. beats everyone's ass. <laughs> yep, cleans house. Uh, but, well, the thing is, you notice how, like, he just... He cleans house without, like, much effort. It's just, like, a couple clotheslines, stinger splash. All right, got to lock somebody in the Scorpion Death dro- or the Scorpion death Lock, and, you know, there we go. You don't have to I take a single I always like how he bump. used the body slime as a big move. You ever notice that? Sting did that a lot. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, everybody does the Tower of Doom spot on the side of the cage. Finally, of Christian. Course. <laughs> yes. There is a cage with uh, multiple people in it. Therefore, must do Tower of Doom. And that's not just this. This is every company even going today. Uh, yep, every I think company I saw ever. two at WrestleMania, right? Together? Rhea and Liv did it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, Christian Cage comes out last for his team. And lastly, Jeff Jarrett comes down for Team Angle, and then the cage roof lowers. AJ Styles crawls through the, the roof. Pop, by the way. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles crawls through, like, holes in the roof to get up top, as does Kurt Angle. Because, you know, it's lethal lockdown, therefore Styles must go up top. When did he become uh, Jeff Hardy? <laughs> right. Well, it was either him or Kaz or both of them doing this. But outside, Harley Race is tired of James Mitchell apparently trying to get involved. I didn't see what the hell he was doing, and he just knocks him colder than a banker's heart. Uh, Rhino, who's been busted open, gores Tomko through the cage door. Uh, guys are fighting all over, inside, outside, you name it. 
Abyss lays out thumbtacks because, of course, but of all people, Sting and Jeff Jarrett team up to double chokeslam Christian Cage into the tax. And then Jeff Jarrett eats a black hole slam into the tax. Kurt Angle throws AJ off the roof of the cage onto a pile of dudes outside. Crowd goes nuts for that. This is the closing be there, by the way. Oh, yeah. What is it JR said about uh, they all gather up like like coils outside the ring for someone to jump on? <laughs> yep. <laughs> this one looked a little less planned, but it, like I would have never thought Kurt was just going to chuck AJ off the roof. But, you know, whatever. This is the closing sequence, by the way. Abyss gets more tacks and he pours them into Jarrett's guitar. Uh, Sting fights Abyss in the corner, and Jarrett looks like he's going to hit Sting with his guitar, but Sting turns, and Jarrett tells him to move before blasting Abyss with a tack-filled guitar. Jarrett then dis- uh, directs Sting to pin Abyss, because you see the winner gets a shot at the world title. And Sting pins Abyss, he gets a world title shot. That's the end of the match. Uncle Dave gave this four stars. I gave it three. What say you? I gave it three as well. I thought the uh, thing with the Tax the guitar was cool but stupid. <laughs> I liked it, but it was, like, it was kind of original, so I gotta give him that. But like, really, do we need tax? It's <sighs> abyss. Of course, we need tax. It's not an abyss match without tax. It's not an abyss match without abyss pulling out tax and then eating said tax. Right. Yeah. Well, he managed to dodge the first set, so he's got to get hit in the head with this set. Yeah. <sighs> Now, after this, everyone gets in the ring, shakes Jeff Jarrett's hand, and then the show comes to a close. That all, of sudden, that all of a sudden, he's the savior. I love that. Yeah, right. It's like, well, I, I told guess you so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, just give it a little while. But we're going to take our final break. On the other end of this, we're going to get into the final ratings and tell you what's to come moving forward on the podcast right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop in, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. 
I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Final ratings here. Internet Movie Database gave it a 6.6 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 5.50 out of 10. And I gave it 7.5 out of 10 for a C, C plus. I liked it. Let's say you. I gave it a C plus. It was decent. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I don't think it was bad. I mean, we've, especially compared to Destination X that we watched last month, this was great. Yeah, right. That, I forgot how bad that show sucked until we watched it back. I'm like, wow, okay. So not all of 20, 2007 was a banger. Uh, it, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was a. It was, it was still their best year overall, is my point. Right. Well, that wraps it up for uh, Lockdown 2007 for its 15 year anniversary here. The next TNA show we're covering is actually at the end of the month. Uh, we're covering one more Lockdown, but next month we'll continue on with the uh, 2007 review. We've got Sacrifice 2007. I've not looked ahead to the card, so I don't know what it looks like. I don't remember remember anything about it off the top of my head. What year is so, it? Uh, uh, Sacrifice 07. I don't remember either. Yeah, so I guess we'll both be surprised when we cover it in May. But for the rest of April, we've got some good stuff, in our opinion, coming up. Stop. Well, not all good stuff, because next week is double main event week, and we have one good show and one not good show. <laughs> I've already finished this month out, and I can tell you, yeah, you're spot on. There's yeah. a pretty good show, and then there's a what-the-hell show. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, next week is Double Main Event Week. I try to I try to do it where, because it's two shows in one week, and I try to put something good with something bad or two something goods. I try not to do bad-bad, like one right after the other in a week. I can only imagine the news for the bonus show, man. I'm actually yeah. salivating at that. Yeah, that'll be uh, interesting. Uh, April 20th, next Wednesday, we're covering WWF In Your House 14, Revenge of the Taker. It's a 25-year anniversary uh, from 1997. The main event is Undertaker versus Mankind, if I remember correctly, right? Yep. Yep, so I was a big fan of their feud. I think everybody was. Love The Undertaker. And uh, you... You got to see The Undertaker uh, going to the Hall of Fame, so I hate you for that. And it was epic. 
imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I watched it at home and just enjoyed every second of it. Uh, somebody did tweet, though, or they were like, uh, during his speech, they were like, this is what happens when you keep somebody bottled up for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't, uh, it, it was nowhere close to um, uh, Hillbilly Jim, uh, mostly because, you know, I actually cared about what The Undertaker had to say. And he didn't call his mom uh, honey. <laughs> That was the weirdest part of the whole th- the whole thing. Uh, and by the way, I haven't seen uh, like a full Hall of Fame in a few years. I like the new format where they like give them time cues and stuff like that. They're not like, yeah, just go out there and talk for an hour. Like I, this kept it moving. I enjoyed it a lot better, and it wasn't a gigantic Hall of Fame class where you had to induct like fifty people. So I enjoyed that. But either way. Uh, the bonus show that Greg was referring to for next week is WCW Nitro from April 10th, 20 or excuse me, 2000. If nobody knows the significance of that show, it was the re- re- reboot. I think didn't they take the week off before this and just show like best of or some crap like that? Yep. Yeah. And then this one was Bischoff is back. Russo's back. They're working together. So, you know, so they say, and they strip everybody of their titles, like, you know, Russo no, just loves to do. And then they had tournaments, bro. I, yeah, it, um, I don't know. I haven't watched it back yet. So, uh, but I'm going to assume it sucked, but you know what? Uh, those are sometimes the most fun to cover, but then closing out the month, like I said, we have another lockdown. April 27th is TNA lockdown 2012 for its 10 year anniversary. This one, TNA was still pretty decent in 2012. Uh, I believe Bobby Roode is champion at this time, closing out the show. So I'm looking forward to watching that. Not all lockdowns were uh, good, but not all were bad. I usually enjoyed this show. It was unique. All right, man. Uh, That's about it. Uh, Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm -hmm. We will see you all next week for Double Main Event Week. It's... Uh, the Nitro reboot next Friday, but next Wednesday is In Your House 14, Revenge of the Taker. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 